0: This
1: podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.
0: Welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast, a podcast dedicated to promoting leadership development and sharing leadership insights. Here's your host, the Leadership Accelerator, Eddie Turner.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Eddie Turner, the Leadership Accelerator, host of the Keep Leading podcast. Today's episode is going to be focused on customer service, or rather, I should say, customer experience. What's the difference? Why does it matter? And what does it have to do with leadership? I'm gonna be speaking to customer service expert Adam Toporek. He's going to explain all of this to us and more right after this.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Eddie Turner LLC. Eddie Turner LLC delivers executive and leadership coaching, professional speaking, facilitation services and management consulting across the globe. Eddie Turner LLC also creates voiceovers, serves as a master of ceremonies, as a panel and event moderator, and provides national media commentary. Visit EddieTurnerLLC.com to learn more.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Keep Leading podcast, the podcast dedicated to leadership development and insights. I'm your host, Eddie Turner, the leadership accelerator. I work with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. When was the last time you had a great customer service experience far too often we see good customer service disappearing and when we do receive it it's refreshing because it's just no longer the norm my guest today is a customer experience expert he helps companies get it right by creating great customer service experiences I'm happy to have with me today, Adam Toporek. He is the author of Be Your Customer's Hero. He's the founder of the very popular Customers That Stick blog and co-host of one of my favorite podcasts, Crack the Customer Code. He also has created the virtual training course entitled How to Deal with Difficult Customers. Adam is ranked as a top customer experience thought leader and has been cited in over 100 media outlets, including such big names as Entrepreneur and Forbes. Adam, welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast.
2: Eddie, thanks so much for having me.
1: So excited to be here. Adam, I got to tell you, this is such a delight. Number one, I go back to when you and I met way back at NSA in 2016 at a breakfast with the amazing Jeff Hazlett talking about podcasting. And at the time, I really wasn't excited about podcasting. But after that breakfast, I had a new way of thinking. Meeting, there were so
2: many amazing podcasters in the room. I mean, just like you, I mean, even though I had a podcast at that point, I was just soaking up knowledge from the other podcasters. It was, it was definitely a great way to be you know, motivated and inspired.
1: Yeah, that literally changed the game for a lot of professional speakers in the room. That day birthed, we actually get an exact number from Jeff, but I want to say just off the top of my head, 20 podcasts on that day. And then numerous, countless guest appearances, because you invited me to be a guest on your podcast that day. And I think that was my very first podcast that I'd ever appeared on.
2: Really? Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Uh, For everybody listening to the Keep Leading podcast, you would never know it because your episode, Eddie, of Crack the Customer Code, you sounded like a pro from beginning to end. So it was fantastic. So uh, if that was your first one that I am scared to see the heights you're going to go to, (laughs)
1: well <laughs> oh, you must you kind i enjoy it. you and Jeannie walters your, your co-hosts you all just have such an amazing chemistry and the, the banter between you two i loved it so i definitely want to encourage our listeners to keep leading podcasts to check out the crack the customer code podcast as well
2: oh well, thank you yeah we, and we have a great time uh,
1: you also are one of the founding 100 c-suite network advisors And you're doing some great work on C-Suite Radio. So we want to definitely let folks know about that as well.
2: Shout out to (laughs) (laughs) C-Suite. I definitely
1: like that. So Adam, listen, I'm not sure folks really understand what good customer service is anymore. It's so rare that we don't even know what it looks like or feels like sometimes. So can we start by you defining what good customer service is? Absolutely.
2: And I'll even expand the term. So, you know, good customer service, a lot of times now, we're, what we're really talking about when we use that term is good customer experience. And that means the entire journey a customer has from beginning to end, every interaction with a brand or an organization, every touch point along the way is the entire customer experience. And one of the big shifts, you know, in, I don't know, the last 20 years or so has been understanding that totality of experience, not just focusing on customer service, which is a little narrower but very important. And what does a great customer experience, what is a hero class customer experience, as we say, it really is in the eye of the beholder. But I I like to look Mm -hmm. at three things uh, that are sort of fundamental to any great customer experience. First is you either meet or exceed expectations. That's the baseline. Whatever your customer expects, You want to at least meet it, and it's okay to meet it. You don't have to exceed it every time or exceed it when you can. Uh, The second is create a hassle-free, frictionless experience, an effortless, frictionless experience in which the customer really experiences no hassle. It's smooth. It's easy. It's convenient. And the third one, and this is the hard one, is do those first two things consistently, And if you do that and if you can execute consistently across one meeting or exceeding expectations and providing a hassle-free frictionless experience, that will create an incredible customer experience you have 98 times out of 100.
1: I like how you it between customer service and the customer experience, two different things. So thank you for that. Now, do you have any examples?
2: Sure, of, of what, this great customer experience?
1: Yes. What companies out there are getting it right uh, that you are dealing with?
2: Uh, so, yeah, obviously there are a ton of companies that do amazing with customer service, customer experience. Yeah, everybody uses the same examples, So I try to use examples that aren't, you know, Zappos or whatever, just, just to mix it up a little bit. So this is called the Hotel Indigo in Asheville, North Carolina. And what happened was it was my wife's uh, day and we decided to go to the mountains and you know, celebrate her birthday. So we booked the hotel a couple of months out. And I mentioned in passing, if we could have a nice view, it's my wife's birthday, that'd be wonderful, whatever. Didn't make a big deal, just mentioned it once, booked the reservation. So a couple of months later, we show up and we're waiting on the room, waiting on the room. And when we finally get taken up to the room, what is there is a spread on top of the bed of like champagne, letters that say happy birthday, some wow. other stuff, like a whole thing. And here's why it's a really incredible customer experience. I never called back. I never called back and said, hey, it's my wife's birthday, like the day before. You know, can you do something? None of that. I had mentioned it two months before. That means, one, the person who took the reservation remembered, you know, actually took the time to notate that in the notes. To another employee, most likely months later read those notes and actually, you know, went out. They we uh, were actually a little delayed getting in the room. And what happened was I asked, like, can we get in the room? They said, well, we're out. Uh, the concierge is out getting stuff for your wife's birthday. So they had checked the notes and sent a concierge literally out of the building to buy some of these things for my wife's
1: birthday. So your delay was for good calls.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I do a whole sort of funny story about it when I'm on stage, which it really wasn't, you know, would have been too long for our venue here. But yeah, it's really quite interesting because it era of customer experience. One, they had systems in place. Two, they had training. People were actually, you know, one, put the notes in, and two, look for notes when they're when uh, we were having the reservation later. Three, there was empowerment. They had empowered people to do things on behalf of the customer. So there's so many layers to it.
1: Well, that is a great example indeed. Thank you for sharing that with us. Now, how did you get in, interested in, in this uh, aspect of business? Tell us a little bit about your background, if you would, Adam. Oh,
2: absolutely. I'm a third generation entrepreneur. So I grew up in and around small business. My grandfather had a Main Street shoe store. My mom had a children's clothing store. My dad had a wholesale musical instruments distributorship. So I literally grew up in business. And then when I got in my working years and opened businesses of my own, one of the things that was important, the customer experience was to everything, how it was central to every other part of business. And I, yeah, I have two business degrees. And I can tell you, I didn't learn that in either of my degrees. I didn't learn that, you know, in Isn't undergrad. I didn't learn that in MBA, right? Nobody talked about customer experience back when I went through. They're they're starting to now. Uh, But this just, you know, it was very sort of old school and, you know, profit and all this kind of stuff and not understanding the importance of experience. So when I was out there in the real world, in retail, you know, on the front lines, I was seeing how important customer experience was, how it generated more profit, if done well over the long term, how it generated referrals, all that kind of stuff. So what happened was I ended up starting blogging about it. This was 2011. And so I just started a blog, uh, dot com. And over time, you know, people just started listening and gaining traction. And I got deeper and deeper into it. And then I wrote a book, Be Your Customer's Hero. And now I'm a keynote speaker and I do it full time.
1: What a fascinating background. And I just love the title of your book, by the way. I, I don't think it gets any more simpler or powerful than that. So kudos to you.
2: Well, thank you. Well, you're a, you're a hero of mine, Eddie. So, and I'm not exaggerating. You're just like one of the most genuine, <laughs> genuine people I know. Everybody loves you. So you're, uh, it is, you know, it's, it's like that. I mean, Eddie, you are like a walking example of what I teach in the book
1: honestly. Well, you're very kind. Thank you, Adam. The, the feeling is mutual. Absolutely. Uh, you and we've well, we gotten to just know each other over the last four or five years, and it's just been fascinating to watch the work that you're doing and the incredible example you're setting. And it's just, uh, when we see each other, it's, uh, it makes my day. So and likewise. glad you're here. So tell me, as we're thinking about leadership, is there any relationship between good customer service and experiences and leadership.
2: Uh, how should I? I'm trying to think of like a really fun way to say that because that's what the kids say, right? That yeah, there's it is essential. It is fundamental to great customer service that you have great customer experience, leadership, and but you can get isolated instances of good customer service, good customer experience without good leadership because you can have employees who care and who want to take care of the customer despite being in a bad culture, despite being in an organization that doesn't support that vision. So it can happen, but here's where it can happen. It can't happen consistently. It can't happen across the organization without great leadership. And really, if you talk about the companies that have great customer experiences, they first and foremost have a customer-centric culture. And the only way you can do leadership, I mean, I know you obviously teach leadership, we're on the Keep Leading podcast, I mean, you know that if there's one culture that's sort of coming down from the top, it's you know, a leader can't create a culture, but they can ruin a culture, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, if the leader's not supporting customer service or customer experience, if they're not saying the decisions we make always take into account or more importantly, focus on the customer first, then you're not going to see the impact or the effect downstream.
1: Very well said. So thank you for sharing that with us, Adam. What we'd like to do right now is to pause for a sponsor break.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Eddie Turner, LLC. Organizations who need to accelerate the development of their leaders call Eddie Turner, the leadership accelerator. Eddie works with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. Call Eddie Turner to help your leaders one-on-one as their coach, or to inspire them as a group through the power of facilitation or a keynote address. Visit eddieturnerllc.com to learn more.
1: Hi, this is Connie Fife, the founder and CEO of Talent Concierge and host and producer of The Connie Fife Show, and you're listening to the Keep Leading Podcast with Eddie Turner. We're back. We're talking today with Adam Toporek, the customer service expert. He's a keynote speaker, author, and podcast host. And he's telling us all about customer experiences. So Adam, in your book, Be Your Customer's Hero, you created an essential tool for frontline customer service teams and That is proving invaluable by all accounts for what people are saying. But as we think about leaders, sometimes the challenge is different. How can leaders inspire, educate, and empower their teams to succeed?
2: Absolutely. And that is really my three E. You you hit two of my three E's. So I have a three E leadership framework, which we use for Leading customer experience, you know, be your customer's hero, as you pointed out, is for the front lines. It's for the people face-to-face, phone-to-phone, chat-to-chat with customers. But for leaders, it's a different set of principles. It's a different set of considerations. So we teach the 3E leadership framework. First one is embody. And that's where we really, what we talked about a little bit earlier, where you must have a customer-centric culture coming from the top. And embody is about walking the talk. Because Eddie, I'm sure you've seen it in your, you know, in your work history. Uh, have we seen a lot of companies that say they care about the customers and then don't really execute on it? Absolutely. Well, exactly, and often that's not intentional. Sometimes it's intentional, right? They just say it and then they move on to uh, squ- squeezing every, <laughs> yeah, squeezing every nickel out of every transaction. But often it's unintentional because things happen, such as incentives. So if you're in are you
1: saying that it's just rhetoric, Adam? <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know what? In some companies, it is 100. Uh, percent, You know, and, and in other companies, it's just a lack of focus and a lack of understanding that they're sending mixed messages. They're not walking the talk. So, if an employee sits down for their monthly review and you're talking about how important the customer experience is, you know, in your newsletter and you've got a poster on your wall, but when they sit down for their monthly review, it is how many sales have you closed. How many tickets you process? How far below the budget are you? And you don't mention the customer. And all their incentives are tied to maybe one of the message, right? Your incentives send a message. And so there's a lot of ways that leaders can be disconnected from sending the right messaging around customer service. So that's embody. Second one's people had experiences as customers where a customer service rep, a sales associate, did not know what to do, right? They didn't know how to check us out or They couldn't check us out and they didn't know where to find the information. They didn't know all this is training or even worse, if you want to really get into it, we uh, had a sort of a difficult situation, shall we say, and they didn't know how to talk with us. They didn't know how to communicate well. So that's training. That's understanding that if you don't give your team the tools and resources they need, they're never going to execute at the level you expect. And then the third one is in some ways one of the ones leaders have a lot of trouble with, and it's Empower. And it's the idea that the more you can empower employees, the more you can solve customer issues in real time, and that becomes a win-win-win. One, it absolutely helps with the customer service itself because what happens when you can't solve an issue in real time? Well, it's spirals. wait for more information, you've got a delay. This is how things escalate. If you can solve something on the spot, you can prevent escalation. Second thing, it empowers, it gives ownership to employees. So employees feel better about their job. They feel like they're not trying to serve a customer, you know, with, you know, somebody holding them back. And then the third thing, it's more profitable, right? One of the greatest ROIs you can have in customer experience, Eddie, is a difficult situation that you prevent from happening in the first place. So if you can do those three things, embody, educate, and empower Those are sort of the 80-20 of customer experience
1: leadership. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. So 3E experience. I I like that. And that'll be something that no doubt our leaders who are listening will be able to use to improve the level of customer experience that they are delivering in their organizations. Now, what is the right approach? Or I should probably ask, (laughs) what is the approach that organizations you're dealing with are getting backwards when training their employees? Well, I sort of
2: alluded to it a little bit already, and it is the difference between training for knowledge and training for skill. And what I particularly mean is often, think about the training, you know, maybe you did if you were ever in retail or food service or some, you know, one of your early career type of jobs or what you've seen in the companies you've worked with. You know, often the training that frontline associates get is, how do you check them out? How do you log a ticket? It's how to use the system. It's how to process the basic operational functions. If they get any training, at that, even that is often underdone and not done as thoroughly or as consistently as it should. The training that is much less common is the soft skills training. How do you communicate with a customer? How do you communicate with a customer who's upset? How do you understand customer emotion and work with it? How do you manage your own emotions when you're faced with a customer who's upset and maybe is not being that nice to you. And here's the thing, Eddie, not wired for reactive customer service. We are not wired to get yelled at, screamed at, cussed at, and then go, thank you, ma'am. How can I help you? Right? So this takes training. We have to overcome our natural instincts, our natural reactions. And we have to understand not only how to do that on an emotional level, but what words, what language, how to communicate. And that's usually one of the biggest areas where companies tend to fail with training.
1: Well said, Adam. It is definitely something that a person has to learn how to deal with those type of volatile situations. I often cite my time at Apple. It was a very brief time, uh, many years ago working at Apple. I really had never had a retail job, but the Apple specialists, they they don't call them salespersons, but they call them specialists, but essentially that's what you're doing is sales. I received more training at Apple just to be in a store than many corporations offer. And the ideal of everything you just described, of being taught, there were the technical skills about how to use the technology to process transactions, but then there was this whole set of experiences, training around the customer service experience, and they take it very serious. So much so that there was two full weeks of training before I could even touch a customer. That's so, what we're talking about.
2: And that's, hard, and that's yeah. hard for a lot of companies to do, right? I mean, that's, you know, we're in a sort of short format here, but when I work with companies and talk about training, you know, we talk about the real world. I, I get it. I was in retail. You know, you want somebody on the floor yesterday. Right. When you're hiring, exactly. the hiring, there's a gap. So it's, I'm not saying it's like easy. And I, you know, when we, when we dig it further, we talk about the reality of, okay, how do you do it? That's amazing. To do it, um, you know, in the way you just described with two weeks.
1: Yes. And so they, they've got it down to a science. And it's often something that I, I wish, as I do with other retailers, that uh, they would copy. I've dealt with a couple of brands who I've had brand loyalty to for the better part of 20 years, most recently. And some of the experiences that I've experienced have caused me to leave these brands. And it's, it's pretty sad because, you know, it really does boil down to that experience.
2: Well, right, exactly. So, and and those and real quickly, those brands, they can do it. They maybe can't do two weeks of isolated training, but can they find a way to spread employees first two months on the job? You know, can they do two days and then there's ways to do it. Not everybody can be Apple, as you and I both know. But I think what happens is they throw up their hands <laughs> as opposed to looking for a creative way to solve it.
1: Yeah, because what they're not looking at, they're looking at the front end costs versus what they lose on the back end in terms of a customer who takes their business someplace else. Exactly. So that's a bigger loss, and of course, uh, these days with social media, not just that one customer taking their business, but then they tell their friends and they take their business someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Adam, what else would you share with our listeners when it comes to this idea of delivering? or being a hero in customer service? Because I'm hearing you say that customer-centric leadership is really about focusing on key actions that produce results. Is there anything else we're missing? It's really understanding your why. That would
2: be probably the only major thing I think we haven't covered, which is this. If you want to lead a customer-centric organization, and not everybody is customer-focused, Okay, your utility company may or may not be, you know, customer focused, they may be productivity focused, right? That may be their primary driving. So one, you have to decide if you are going to be a customer centric organization, not every uh, organization will be, I would recommend that you are, and I would make an argument that the ROI is there, even if you don't have competition, because it is simply more cost effective, and you get a better return from good customer experience. But you've got to decide the why that you as a leader are truly committed that we're going to have a culture we're going to have an organization in which the customer is always central to the decisions we make and the rest of it you know the 3e leadership framework the other aspects of it we haven't discussed the rest of it is execution and strategy but you've got to know your purpose and your why first.
1: Well said. Thank you very much, Adam. Well, on the Keep Leading podcast, our leaders are always interested in knowing how they can keep leading. What words of wisdom would you share with our leaders?
2: Words of wisdom. Uh, Well, there's a quote I've, uh, I know pretty well. I don't even know where it came from. It's just sort of a saying it's called you are what you focus on. And I like that. Yeah. (laughs) One of the things, uh, you know, when, when you're talking about business today, I truly believe no one has enough time to do it all. I mean, every organization I work with, they don't have enough time. They don't have enough resources. They don't have enough staff, whatever it may be. But we certainly, it's hard to find the time to fix everything, to improve everything. So what do you focus on? 80-20, so to speak, approach. It's the what are the three things that are maybe the most important in customer experience leadership? And if you focus on... One, what's going to drive customer experience the most? And two, how customer experience manifests itself in your organization. If you're always focused on the customer, if you're, does this impact our customers? You know, somebody walks in your office and says, hey, boss, I've got a way to save 5% next year. You know, if you don't ask in the first part of that conversation, well, how will this affect our customers? Then you're not leading a customer-centric organization. The idea of focus is really one of the most important things we have in today's distracted environment.
1: Well, I appreciate you sharing that, and you're you're absolutely right. Where can our listeners learn more about you, Adam?
2: Absolutely, you can find me at customersthatstick.com. That That is customersthatstick.com. I am also all over social media. There are not too many Adam Toporex, so you can find me. I always love connecting with people. Uh, let me know you heard me on the Keep Leading podcast. So I know you are awesome already. And uh, yeah, just, uh, <laughs> I love to connect with people. So uh, customersatstick.com is my home base. So.
1: Excellent. Well, we'll be sure to put that in the show notes so folks can find you and connect with you. Adam, thank you so much for being on the Keep Leading podcast.
2: Oh, this was fun, Eddie. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited for this, um, your new venture
1: here. Thank you. And thank you for listening That concludes this episode. I'm Eddie Turner, the Leadership Accelerator, reminding you that leadership is not about our title or our position. Leadership is an activity. Leadership is action. It's not the case of once a leader, always a leader. It's not a garment we put on and take off. We must be a leader at our core and allow it to emanate And all we do. So whatever you're doing, always keep leading.
0: Thank you for listening to your host, Eddie Turner, on the Keep Leading podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the Keep Leading podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. For more information about Eddie Turner's work, please visit eddieturnerllc.com.
1: Thank you for listening to C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.